And good morning, dear ones. Rev Briz over here. Rev Z right here. Rev Melissa over here. And we're three ministers talking shit this morning. Uh, for those that watch this program regularly, you know that Rev Z and I are normally here together at this time frame. And we are so excited because we do have a special guest with us today. Reverend Melissa, welcome to Ministers Talking Shit. Ah, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's wonderful to be with y'all. Oh, and we're so grateful you're with us. Now, I want to tell you, folks, uh, we titled this episode today, Insurrection in America. Uh, or in the USA. Now, obviously, we knew Rev. Melissa was going to be with us before the events of Wednesday. Uh, so we anticipated a lively conversation and a lively discussion and, and, and a lot of fun. Um, and I'll tell you, we've been uh, hanging out for about a half an hour now. And uh, oh, if you could have been a fly on the wall of that conversation. Uh, so we're just going to keep going and keep rolling with it. Uh, because we've identified a number of different themes um, that we believe are most important to take away from the events of Wednesday. Um, number one, uh, I titled the episode Insurrection in, a, in the USA. Rev. Melissa, I think it was you that said, come on, let's call it like it is. It was a coup. Yes, let's call a thing a thing. It was a coup, an attempted coup that failed. And, and failed miserably. So, uh, but uh, we want to hear from you folks, right? What are your questions about what's going on right here in this experience? Um, where is it, where is it a little tricky for you to understand? We're going to try and unpack a lot of what we experienced, a lot of what we heard. Um, and really, as the white guy in the room, I'm going to have to shut my mouth a lot again today because we're pretty clear this is one of those experiences of white privilege not wanting to give up its privilege. Z, you want to jump? You want to kick us yeah, off? Yeah, you Z? know, I, I I think that's that's it, right? Uh, you know, uh, it's like you're imagining yourself after a good night's sleep and the alarm goes off and it's time to get up and you're like, I just don't want to give up, right? And so that's what's happening now. The landscape of, 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 uh, of our country is changing. Ideas are changing. The level of consciousness is changing that are not going to allow the things that have happened in the past to continue. And so these folk were in the bed and they didn't want to go to sleep. So they said, I mean, they didn't want to get up. They wanted to stay asleep, if you will, using that as the metaphor. So they said, I'm just going to rush the capital because I'm not ready to give up this lifestyle, this this uh, being in control, being seen as superior, being seen as the thought knowledge capital of the world uh and right now we're the laughing stock of the world because of this kind of behavior and not being able to sit down as intelligent adult and agree or disagree but don't create conspiracy when you lose you know absolutely and red breads you said you're gonna you're gonna you're not gonna talk as much but that's what we need we need the white folks who know the truth to talk right we yes. need we need everybody who knows the truth to talk and so, you know, this has been, this is not new to America, right? This is not new to America. And what it has done, you know, someone said, what is the enlightened perspective that everything is coming into the light? If you wanted to deny it, there's no denying it. There it is again, there it is again. So what are we gonna do this time? You know, collectively in the oneness that we are, that's, I think that's the enlightened 
opportunity that we have right now. Well, and, and I agree. I mean, uh, as those who uh, uh, followers of this program, if you will, my mantra for this program and almost everything is educate, conversate, and activate. So that definitely, definitely, definitely has to be conversation, but that needs to be from a point of education. We don't need you spewing stuff that's co-anon, if you will, conspiracy theory. It needs to be based on serious research and knowledge that you can have a conversation and we can make some decisions based on real information, not uh, nonsense. <laughs> then that's the challenge. <laughs> right, right. And I think we have a lot of real information, right, Rev Z? We could just look oh, at the oh. history of this country, right? So right. we don't have to do research. <laughs> this doesn't need to be studied any further. We're at the time now, what, what are we going to do? What are we, we're in the activation time. We are right. in the activation time because clearly and, they are, right? Well, uh, but, but they're the ones who need to be educated, though, right? But they're what? the ones who need to be educated because they're, they're operating on conspiracy theories, which is not true information. And what we need them to understand is that there is legitimate information that says ABC, whatever that subject or topic is. Now, how do we begin to integrate it into our lives? willingly or unwillingly because it's going to affect all life this is one universe it is one planet there is nothing that happens in isolation anywhere so when someone does something there's a response somewhere else and if we don't like the response i mean we don't like the outcome then we got to change the response or vice versa however you're starting so i want to make the response to wednesday be a call to 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 uh, I'm going to use a term a buddy of mine used yesterday to the light hued folks in America <laughs> that it's time for us to wake up and heal this belief that that there even is such a thing as whiteness to begin with, mm -hmm. and that the lighter the skin, the more superior, the 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 better we are. All that's all the more we've got to start healing this belief in white privilege this example of white privilege, because uh, another minister said it yesterday, right? We're hearing this call that this is not who we are, but the truth is folks, this is who we are. We are a violent culture. We have, we believe that might and white makes right. And that if you're white, you can do things with impunity. Um, if that crowd was black and brown yesterday, if those signs said BLM instead of Trump, um, there would have been a much heavier police presence. There would have been a much more militarized presence. You know, what I saw yesterday were a bunch of beat cops with handguns. In the summer at the Washington, at the, the protests in the summer, I saw full-on tactical military with automatic weapons and 20 rows deep. Wednesday, we saw a couple of beat cops get overrun by a white crowd. That's got to change, folks. That's what right. we're here to change. Right. And, and to not, your and point. So, mention, I was going to say, not even mention the, the armored tank vehicle that they had there as well. Yeah. Right. So what does that, what does that tell us? There's a, there's a under, there's a system here that is supporting this idea of supremeness. And we know the only, the only thing that's supreme is God, Right. So let's let's get ourselves in check here. Let's get ourselves in check. So I agree. Like the conversation 
has his way overdue and a conversation is happening. You know, so many people are waking up, are seeing what is right before their very eyes. It's like it's, there's no denying it anymore. You know, what else is it going to take? And I don't want that question to be answered. <laughs> Believe me, I do not want that question to be answered. Right. We're, we're at a very critical point right now in America. And what we do moving forward is really going to, mm, is really going to illustrate, illustrate what we hold to be true. Right? Are we the people? Are we? Yeah. So I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited <laughs> that we have the opportunity to shine our light on this. You know, it was disturbing. It was all of that. I was not surprised by any of it because it just highlights again the work that needs to be done, the work that needs to be done, and gave a clear direction in the way that we need to move. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and you know, you, you, you brought this metaphor to my mind uh, where, you know, these things have been here forever, as we know, but they have been swept under the rug. But now mm -hmm. we're trying to remodel the house and we didn't pick that rug up and we're like, oh my God, what is under this rug? And now <laughs> that stuff has to be cleaned up. That stuff has to be looked at and moved out so we can replace it with whatever needs to be replaced that's going to give us the comfort that we're looking for as a divine human beings trying to live a oneness life that allows, as, as, as CSL says, a world that works for everyone. Because mm -hmm. again, there are no isolated events. And so this can either escalate, de-escalate, or find its happy medium and rock in that space. And that's what I'm praying for. But, you know, we got, we got some miles to go before we get there. Yeah, we got to do something different. You know, there needs to be a new, if you will, playbook. We have mm -hmm. to do something different. You know, things like this happen. We do things and then it goes underneath the surface again. And then we get this crazy man in the White House and there it all is all again. So we have to look to see what it, what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing again, again, and expecting different results. Exactly. And that has that is what America has been doing for at least 400 years. So we got to do something different. We got to do something different. And, and well, you know, I want to real quick add here, right? It, folks, if you if you're waking up today or if someone in your family is waking up today, if someone's whispering in your ear, hey, I'm sorry, I voted for that crazy sucker. Right. <laughs> if that's go, if your friends are starting to wake up today, we also have to have that call for compassion for those folks because they were duped. And, you know, I want to share like I didn't vote for Trump or any of that stuff. Through the Obama years, I was a guy believing, hey, we had this racism thing kind of, we were we were beyond the hump, right? I had also white perspective, um, living in a predominantly white culture. Now, I've always done everything I can to, to be as diverse in my friendships and my connections and my relationships as I can. And in all of that, I was led to believe that, hey, we were doing okay. Um mm -hmm. Right. It, I didn't look mm -hmm. under the rug. 
I didn't take the time to lift the rug and say, what kind of stuff has been pushed under here? Why is this thing so lumpy? And now the, none of us have that excuse anymore. <laughs> none of us have, none of us, we all have to be willing to do it both, to do the prayer work, to do the consciousness work and to lift the rug and turn on the damn vacuum cleaner and get our hands dirty and get to work. Well, the Obama years was was the marinating period. You know, look right. look at how much resistance there was. Right. So that was the marinating period. You know, I remember that whole idea. You know, where we're beyond you know race and racism. You know, we have a black president. You know, it's, it's we've healed. You know, but no, there was some marinating going on. And then once that once it once it hit the boiling point. What did we get? What did we get next? A shitty stew is what we got. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> the chef didn't know what it was doing. That's for sure. <laughs> Too many cooks on that pot. That's what happened. <laughs> and you know, you know, the interesting thing about that, you know, and and, and as I was saying to a friend, this is going to be um, <clears throat> a sociology and anthropology uh, students' dream world because when you look at the last 12 years, the, the, the eight years from Obama and the four years for this uh, current president, when you look at how when Obama came in with such resistance, everything he did, they tried to stop it. And if it got through, they tried to kill it for eight years. Right. And all and, and because of the rhetoric that they had to use to get the public to buy that. It kept, as you said, raising the temperature on the pot. Mm -hmm. And then when 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 the current president came in and said, well, we finna tear down everything. We're gonna start with the Obamacare and, and do the judges and I mean everything, then the pot was off, the water was spilling everywhere, and now this is the result of that. And so in my mind, we have to begin to say, how do we stop these things? At the beginning, I mean, like you said, when, when Obama was in, we kind of went into a euphoria kind of thing. We, we, you know, we made it kind of thing, and not the case. It's like it's like uh, I love this thing by Harriet Tubman. She said, "Look, we're still in a war. It ain't time to sit down." You know, you know, she said, "Look, I got my freedom, but the war still goes on. That's why I make these trips back from Canada down south to free the slaves, and that's how we have to think." I believe to begin to say we still have people who don't have the correct consciousness, who don't understand the divinity of every human life, who does not understand that we either live together or die together because we got this one planet right now. We still got Mars a long way off. So we need to figure this out or it's going to get uh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to get interesting, Rebsy. Um, it's pretty interesting right now. It's pretty interesting. <laughs> uh, so what do, you think is, what do you think is going to happen? You know, there's all this talk now about, you know, invoking the 25th Amendment or, you know, impeaching him. We got how many days left? 12. 12 now. 12. So what do you I think is going to happen? I don't think it's going to happen because I, 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 I don't know if the other side has the, the, the wherewithal to make that call. I don't think Pence is going to do it. 
Now they can try to do it in Congress, but then we'll see. I, I mean, I, I I'm curious to see, but I I don't think it's going to happen. Hmm. I think they're going to let it run out. Anybody, if he gives any orders that has to be followed, people are going to say, nope, not going to follow that. I would hope. Uh, and then his time runs out and we move to the next chapter. So in that regard, what do each of you think about the, um, so yesterday there was the, the late afternoon video where, which was the first time we've actually seen him live since Wednesday morning, right? Everything else had been Twitter or pre-recorded video. There was that video yesterday afternoon late where he says there will be a piece a transfer of power, a peaceful transfer of power. He, he makes that statement. He all but says the word concede. Um, now I also don't, but what do you guys make of that, of that, of that video? <clears throat> well, I, mine is short and quick. Out of every conference he's ever given, he has never, ever, hardly, maybe once before this stayed on script, right? This was a scripted call that he looked directly into the teleprompter so he could make sure he got the words right. There was no off-beaten off path because now somebody, it seems, that, that he trusts has gotten to him and said, dude, you have opened up the biggest can of worms for yourself and this party that has ever been open. And we got to try to salvage something. That's what I saw. I don't, I, those words were hollow to me. Uh, there was, uh, he has to go peacefully now because he's all, you know, he may come out any kind of other way now with all this inciting a riot at the minimum. So I think it was a, a, a prompted script and, you know, he read it. Yeah, I agree. I didn't see it. I didn't see it, but I I heard some of the um, some of the text from it, and one it didn't seem like him at all. I thought maybe oh is he is he medicated that he could do that now that he could say something reading from a script and not go off into a tangent about something else. Was he upset because they blocked him on Facebook and Twitter, and he was thinking about that? So I I pray that it's peaceful moving forward. Do I think that he's able to control himself? I do not think he's able to control himself. And the quicker this, you know, we have this thing with time now. It seems like every every day is quicker and quicker and quicker. So these 12 days can't go by fast enough for me because I don't think he can maintain himself and that composure for too long. <clears throat> gotcha. Well, therein is our some of our work, folks, right? Every, let's all get praying on the fact that let's pray this man can control himself for 12 days. Let's pray that he has is having his awakening and that his advisor are 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 helping him to see a greater truth that uh, uh, I, somebody's got to be he's got to awaken to the fact that if he doesn't shut his mouth and go away soon, He's going to have no future in, in politics. Uh, and he's got to be wanting to hold on to that anyway. So, <laughs> and you know, you know, one thing I heard, you know, uh, and, and this is a, a deeper, in, uh, uh, a more expansive result of what happened. I heard several other countries talking about no longer can America come to us with a heavy hand about democracy 
and how it should be run and all of that after this demonstration, you know, you don't have that position anymore. Right. Yeah. 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 Very true. It's a humbling time. It should be a humbling time for America, you know, because the eyes of the world are watching, you know, so yeah. we, we need to do some work collectively as a country. When Boris Johnson tells you to throw in the towel, I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I agree with you, right? See, because a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of countries that are slip, let's say, slipping away from the democratic perspective, that are moving in that dictatorial area. They they were emboldened yesterday. They they yeah. they reject the fact that yes, we no longer have a moral high ground um, when it comes to elections. And I heard statements yesterday or Wednesday from like the UN that. Normally, you would only hear about what we call third world countries. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, uh, yeah, again, folks, this is what we've become. But the beauty of it is, and you know, I'm sitting here digitally from a distance with two incredibly powerful people, people that know how to pray, people that know how to make things happen in the world. Um, and there's hundreds and thousands of us across the country, across the world, that when we put when we put our mind to it, we can create any, anything we want. So we really got to look at what do we want. And I'll say it again, do the prayer work, but also be ready to roll up our sleeves, take off the gloves and go get our hands dirty and get some work done on being the change we want to see in this country. And absolutely, I agree 100%. And I would just say to that, also, when we say, look at what we've become, we need to start from the place of, look at what we are, look at what we have been. This did not just happen. You know, this has been happening. This, this has been the fabric of America. So let's start from that place. Let's start from what have we created in this, in this America, right? From the very beginning, and where are we going? How are we going to move this forward with real eyes, with the truth, you know, with the truth of what we have been, what we are, and now what is it that we want to become? What is our becoming in all of this? Yeah. yeah. I think and, that and is the opportunity here. Most definitely. Let's start uh, from uh, what let's start from the beginning. Let's start there. And we have to create a shared vision. What whatever that is, we have to create a vision that is shared. Um, because if we don't, we're gonna have what we have right now. I don't care how how humble or anything we start out. We the there were two visions in this country when it started. There was the vision of the people who came here, and there was the vision of the people who were already here. Uh they didn't align, and when they didn't align, trouble started. And so then they went and got some more people who they thought they could force under slavery to buy into their vision. And under force, they did, but there was always those who didn't. And that's how we've been going down the track. One country, two visions of how it should work. So we need, I think, we need to go back and understand the history to understand why and how that happened so that mm -hmm. that never happens again. And then try to figure out how do we given our differences, given our idiosyncrasies that we all have, 
how do we create a shared vision that will allow this work to work for everyone? I mean, because I live in Colorado. The Colorado weather patterns are the same ones right now that I grew up with in North Florida. In terms mm -hmm. of the world is changing whether we want it to or not, from the physical level all the way up to the level of consciousness. So if we can't figure that out and figure out how we fit into that groove, they're just going to stop the record, and then you're going to be caught in the dance floor without a seat. <laughs> and, and you know, Z, you're talking what's the highest vision? Melissa, you're asking the question, what are we becoming? Uh, it sounds to me like we need a national visioning day. Uh, I, I'm those that know me know my my go-to spiritual practice is the practice of life visioning. Well, we can do visioning for projects, we could do visioning for America. And we need a lot of people to get on board with the idea. And ultimately, I think you're pointing to the fact that that is where we're headed. A shared vision, a, a sense of what are we here to become? What What is the highest ideal uh, for America? It, it isn't white supremacy. It isn't, um, it isn't this division it isn't civil war we're not going there folks done that one don't need to do it again we can learn how to heal our div div divisions in perspective we can learn how to heal these apparent separations without the use of violence without bloodshed it's possible and and i think that's one of the greatest callings of of the day it, more than anything right we um, to use the language of others, we're here and now is the time to heal this belief in whiteness mm -hmm. and, and get back to the fact that we're one human family, that deeply we are one. And you're my brother and you're my sister or you're my both, if that's who you are in the world. Uh, let's, let's call you who you want to be called, right? I'll stray into, we'll do the transgender talk later. Uh, it's the same principle. What do you, what part are you here to play in all this? Well, you know, you brought to mind real quick the, the whole concept, you know, uh, you will hear a lot of, talking there's a lot of conversation about this country building built on a lot of symbols and and uh philosophy from ancient egypt right and so so you have the book that is uh called the book of the dead but in ancient kemet that book was called the book of coming forth by day which mm. accentuated the process that they called the process of becoming because they understood through their observation of nature heaven and themselves that Every day is the process of becoming something different, something new, because you have just taken in 24 hours of information that when you go into the underworld, the sleep world, the world of the unconscious, that gets integrated. And now you got a chance to rise like Ra did at the beginning of the day to spread a new light. And that's where we are now. We have to integrate this stuff and figure out this ain't supporting nothing but death and destruction. And life is what's prime. And so we got to figure out how to become into that and not this death and destruction that a lot of people are peddling. That's right. And so that means that every day, that's how we have to show up. We have to show up as the light that we are. And we have to call out what is not the light, what appears as not the light. We have to call it out. We have to call it out. And Wednesday night, to your point about visioning, Wednesday night, 
my um my spiritual center, we did a visioning. It was already planned, but since all that was happening, we decided to do a visioning um, right about up. what was occurring in, in, in the world at that time. And it was powerful. And what came up for each one of us is, what is it that we need to heal within ourselves, right? What is it that we need to heal within ourselves? And then we could, we could, we'll, we'll be so powered up, you know, and we'll have the energy and the strength and the the vision, right, to see as God sees us, right? Yeah. So that's that's what I am leaning on. You know, that's what's keeping me getting up in the morning and and doing this work. Mm. I am I am very hope. I'm very hopeful. I'm very optimistic that we have the way with all within us to do this, to shift this to change this and to create a world that works for everyone. It's not just words, it's a consciousness. Mm. And so it is. And so yeah. it is. You know, folks, uh, we could probably go on for another hour and <laughs> we're not. <laughs> because uh, we've all got other places to be. We've all got other shows to do. We've all got other commitments. We know you do as, too, as well. So we want to say thank you. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for investing this half hour in uh, sharing, you know, what we see as uh, what's happening in the world and what we can do as spiritual beings, not navel gazers, not just sitting in a room doing our prayer work and waiting for the world to change around us, uh, but doing both changing and yeah. shifting our consciousness and being the hands and the heart and the voice of God in the world to change what the conditions of our world. So we want to say thank you to Reverend Melissa for being with us this morning. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. And if you all want to get to know more about Reverend Melissa, well, I want you to know New Thought Media Network is super excited. Uh, hey. Rev Melissa is doing a show with us Monday through Friday at 8.30 Mountain, 10.30 Eastern Time. Uh, about a half an hour show, sometimes a little longer, sometimes a little shorter. It's called Morning Sip with Reverend Melissa. Uh, and it is fabulous. The first four shows so far have been like home runs. You got a grand slam going on, girl. And <laughs> Uh, and she'll be back a little later this morning at 8.30 Mountain uh, with Morning Sip. And then next week, she's starting another show with us called Living Life in Joy. Uh, and that's yeah. going to air Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Mountain, uh, noon Eastern. So we invite you to join us for those. Z, uh, Z's part of the prayer team. So you see him around the network all the time. And uh, he and I are together on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Mountain for New Thought Today, where we take a deeper dive into the guiding principles and practices of the New Thought philosophy. So on behalf of New Thought Media Network, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for your gifts, your tithes, your donations, your offerings. Your financial support ensures that we're able to continue these broadcasts bring you this type of programming and continue to share this vibration, this message of peace, positivity, and new thought with the planet. So again, we want to thank you for being with us. Uh, Z and then Melissa, final uh, thank yous, goodbyes, or thoughts? You know mine. Thanks everyone and love, light, insight, followed by conversate, educate, and activate. Let's get it done. All right. You know what I say? We got to live life and joy connected to our yes. Let's connect to the yes. Mm. Go forth and be loved, folks. Until next week, peace and blessings.
Banyak. Terima kasih.